Welcome to episode 43 of the Cigar Snob Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez, joined by Eric Calvino. Hello, hello. And Ivan Ocampo. Oh, that's sweet. You like that? Oh, yeah. All right. On this episode of the podcast, we will be doing our regular discussion, but not quite in a regular way. What do I mean by that? We just got back from Las Vegas, where we were... Uh, at the IPCPR trade show. Would you like uh, some Viva Las Vegas music in the background? Yeah, we'll put it in there. Perfect. Uh, we were at the IPCPR trade show. It's the cigar industry's annual deal-making shindig. Uh, not open to the public, but uh, still the source of a lot of news as far as product releases and what have you. So... Uh, before we get into our recap of all the stuff that we saw, smoked, some of what we ate and drank, um, and a little more, we will hear a word from this episode's sponsor, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars, celebrating 130 years in tobacco, unveils its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. The Villiger La Vencedora is the follow-up cigar to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Inclán and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. This Nicaraguan puro, wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano puro wrapper, boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villiger La Vencedora, which translates to the victor, emits a billowing aromatic smoke throughout the smoking experience. The Villiger La Vencedora, a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. All right, on this episode of the podcast, we are smoking something that made its debut at the show. You, uh, I believe, heard about this on a previous episode of the podcast before we had actually gotten our hands on any of them. They did. Oh, yeah. Uh, so and and it was featured in uh, the photo shoot, right? The photo shoot that is in stores now, right? So, so the, the current issue of Cigar Snob magazine, correct? Uh, uh, it is the Hoya de Nicaragua Cinco Décadas, which means five decades, and that is which because which means fifty. Fifty. <laughs> My name is Sally O'Malley. I'm proud to say I'm fifty years old. I'm not one of those gals who's afraid to tell her real age, and I like to kick. <laughs> Um, there is an upside down five, so no matter which way you're holding it, you can tell that there's five. There's a five in there. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Did you catch on to that? Yeah. Did you notice? Now I did. I didn't even notice. Yep. There you go. Cool. So, uh, from Hoya de Nicaragua, or actually this is from a Drew Estate, because remember, Drew Estate distributes Hoya products. Um, this, quote, will be a limited ongoing production of 5,000 boxes in year one, available only in selected markets around the world. 3,000 of these boxes will be available in the USA exclusively for DDRP shops. That's the Drew Diplomat Program. Uh, during the upcoming IPCPR 86th Annual Convention and Trade Show in Las Vegas, July 2018, which is... Hey, can we take a second to explain what limited ongoing production means? Because, yes. you know, for us, this is like normal nomenclature. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I think maybe some consumers don't get it. It's either limited or or ongoing. And in this yeah. case, it is limited ongoing. And and I, I think this is something that maybe the industry could do better at finding the right words. It's not a knock on Hoya. Everybody does this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's sort of the distinction between a limited edition, which would be That's we're right. making this the one time. One time. And then once they're gone, you'll never see this again, or at least uh, unless we decide otherwise. Because uh, the, there was a Hoya product that started that way, right? Was it... Um, uh, well, so the actual, the 45th... Right. Uh, ...was a limited, but then uh, they, they only, they really did only have a limited amount of that tobacco. Right. So they they did that, but then uh, the response was so good that they created a second version of it uh, kind without of numbered boxes. And, and, and it had a little blend. difference in the name, too. It was like... Right. Reserva something, but not like limited. Right, right. Uh, but but that that one's a that one's a different animal. Yeah. I mean, the, I I wanted to just make a distinction between 
limited edition, which you started to say is just a one-time deal and limited ongoing. Exactly, uh, yeah. Sometimes they'll call that uh, limited production as opposed to limited edition. I like limited production. Yeah, it, yeah. It like, like, for a... example, the Oliva Melanio, uh, Oliva V Melanio is mm -hmm. limited production. They only make X amount of them, uh, but they make it ongoing, and this is the same deal. They, right. They can only make X amount of these Cinco Decadas, but they won't stop making them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there will be 5,000 total boxes in year one of this product, but you will see them continue to put boxes out in year two, for instance. That's right. Uh, and we don't know how many, but there will be whatever I imagine you know they're able to make. So uh, this is made in Nicaragua. It is a uh, features Nicaraguan wrapper, Mexican binder, Nicaraguan fillers. Uh, it comes in two sizes, the Diadema, which is a 6x54 Perfecto, and that is $19.99 MSRP, and El General at $7.50 with an MSRP of $18.99. El General, like the rapper? To El, boom, boom, uh, mommy, it, mommy. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll also throw that in here. Um, so we are smoking the top of the line, more expensive by $1. Nineteen ninety nine, cinco décadas diadema, uh, and uh, like I mentioned, it's a perfecto, so it tapers at both ends. Uh, I know that these guys were were pretty excited about uh, putting this out into the world. So far, what is your experience of the cigar? I know we've only just gotten into it. Well, uh, but I'm glad that we're talking about it now, right? Because being a perfecto uh, and having that that taper. Uh, does change your experience dramatically as it goes. So, uh, so I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting off with a pretty balanced amount of earth uh, and pepper, and but I think it's got a nice uh, sort of red pepper intensity in the in the background as well. So like just black pepper up front. I get it. I get that too. I get the pepper. Yeah, but then there's like the, that like red pepper odd sweetness that you get from a red pepper yeah also kind of back there but still refined yeah like I, th I, I, I feel like it's worth every penny of, of what it's worth um full body and by the way i got a great explanation of what full body or somebody's Someone description decided to give you a... a description of like how they explain full body and they said it was it would be the difference between saying skim milk and uh, two percent milk, and yep, yep. saying whole milk. So right. yeah, that's that's an excellent yeah, way I thought to describe it. That was interesting it. to describe like a weight on on some. I like to use liquors and and wines sure. uh, when I'm describing that. You know, sure. but but yeah, yeah this milk, is a little bit milk more is a very wholesome yeah, more way to tame do it. Way to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, again, very balanced uh, smoke I have here. Uh, it's nice. Yeah, and even but to your to your point, even with liquors, right? I think people may confuse. Uh, alcohol, where, you know, in the cigar, maybe they're thinking nicotine, right? Because you can have something that's really boozy and not have a lot of body. Oh, I think that that, that is why the, 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 the uh, milk. comparison works really well yeah. for me with liquor okay. or with wine. Right. Right? Because... Uh, Strength and body are exactly, confused that, a lot. That's exactly yeah. why I use wine um, sure. when I'm describing that, right? So, like, think about, a, a, like, in a, in a Spanish wine, un clarete, which is a very watered-down wine. Versus, uh, let's say a Malbec, which looks like it can like sure. stain your teeth for years to come. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's my go-to. The old tooth stain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I I agree with all of the the things that you said. <laughs> um, and I like that it has that uh, got agreeable nick today. Yeah, it 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 also brings some of that sweetness from the uh, that Mexican binder. For sure. Um. Which, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about, the, you know, it's, it's interesting that for their 50th anniversary, Hoya de Nicaragua didn't go Nicaraguan puro. Uh, but this is right up my alley. I mean, yeah, in terms thematically. Of the, the, the it, final product. Exactly. Yeah. Thematically, it may go against, you know, what you'd figure you'd do. But as far as I'm concerned, this is the cigar I want to be smoking. So um, very nice. Uh, yeah. Also, you know, one thing that hasn't happened here, uh, which tends to happen a lot with Perfectos like this one. Right. Is that the the initial part of the smoking experience is usually a little tough, because uh, since it has a a severe taper at the front, you can't draw it very easily because there's not not enough room for the air to get through. You gotta do some sucking. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. uh, 
But in this case, it hasn't. It, it has actually uh, been very pleasant right from the get-go. Uh, easy to draw. So Yeah. And I think uh, it'll also be interesting, again, because of that taper, right? It, people often refer to ring gauges affecting how much of the wrapper you're picking up on. Yeah, what percentage of wrapper you Right. Have. But the same holds true of the binder. And in this case, the binder, you can tell, is going to be significant in terms of how it balances yeah. out with the uh, the everything else, which is Nicaraguan. So we will report back to you on how we're doing with the cigar later on in the podcast. Hey, before, though, uh, yep. honestly, congratulations to Hoya de Nicaragua yep. uh, on 50 years. I mean, that is tremendous. It's a bunch of years. There you go. Hey. Oh, I was I was wondering if that was going to go unnoticed. All right. So, Hoya uh, de Nicaragua, cinco décadas. We will come back to this. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. I'm you gonna, have been I'm, excused. I'm going to cut this here. Uh, yeah. So, we'll do the, yeah, the Galang read after our whole conversation. Okay. So. This was among many, many things that we saw at this uh, IPCPR trade show uh, this past weekend. In no particular order, we will just kind of recap some of what we uh, what we saw on the trade show floor, especially in terms of new cigar products. So um, let's start with uh, Altadis, just to start with the A's. You go. You're a you're an Altadis guy. I'm an Altadis guy. I go Altadis when I say it. You go Altadis. I go. Alt- I, I hear it. There, there's yeah. I, I try to stick with the as close to the Spanish. And it is. It is a yeah. It is a Spanish company. I just figure it's a little more obnoxious if I go Altadis. But then I get, we say Nicaragua all the time, and I guess that's perfectly yeah. fine. So anyway, just curious. I... Altadis. So uh, Altadis for those of for those of you Altadis. who are not aware. Uh, makes a number of brands, including some of those legacy uh, Cuban uh, or historical Cuban brands, uh, like, for instance, Monte Cristo and A. Chupman. So we learned at this show that Monte Cristo, the core Monte Cristo line, uh, got a Nicaragua blend or a Nicaraguan-made blend, right? Hey, yeah, AJ made. Right, AJ made. Uh, but that is now part of the uh, core Monte Cristo lineup as opposed to some of their like collaboration type stuff that they've Correct. done. Correct, yeah. We've had like those uh, like Epic and, and things right. like that that have gotten an AJ made version. But this is the core Big Daddy Monte Cristo. Core Big Daddy. Uh, that's, not, that's, not, that's not what they call it in their corporate offices. They should. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're adding a Nicaragua edition to the core Big Daddy Monte Cristo. Right. That's how... That meeting probably went like that. Exactly. And A. Chutman gets a Connecticut. So uh, those are things that were sort of, you know, missing from those lineups. It's, you know, it's always kind of funny being at the show because you're at this really large uh, Altadis space. And um, and you're not thinking that all oh, these things are missing because all these things are right next to each other, right? So you're... Yep. But in isolation, you know, if you consider Monte Cristo as... Uh, a separate sort of autonomous uh, thing, which it is to most people yeah, to walking through a humidor. Yeah, of course. Uh, there was a Nicaragua missing, and in A. Chapman's case, the Connecticut. We have not uh, gotten into those yet, right? No, you guys didn't smoke them either yet? No, I didn't. I uh, I wanted to, and uh, like you had a snafu in your mm-hmm. bag, so you, you know we wanted to smoke them all together. All yeah. together now. But since yours, uh, so let me explain the snafu. So Nicky opens his uh, his uh, humidor bag from a brand that shall remain nameless, and uh, he had a bunch of very good cigars in there, and uh, or what we what we were going to use on the on the show, and uh, and they got all wet. Uh, the bag seemed to have. Something might have punctured it in my luggage, or or before, or yeah. Was... But the, basically, the cigars were all wet. We're talking a, a group of something like 12 yeah. really good cigars. I think salvageably wet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We shall see. I think they'll I think they'll survive. They're in the dry boxing stage right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so that anyway, was... Anyway, that's why we didn't smoke that. That's uh, some of what we saw at Altidus, as long as we're mentally in the Altidus area. Hey, wait a minute. Didn't you have a glass break in your bag, in your luggage? I did. I wonder whether it's that. Because it could have been a tiny little hole. 
Yeah. Right? It could have been yeah. some Figuring glass. this out on the podcast. Yeah. CSI. Yes. Hmm. On the job. CSI. Have you ever – this is a total tangent. Have you seen videos of the uh, the room where they would do the blood spatter and all that testing for the show? No. So they just had a lot of – Big time tangent. A lot of pork. Oh, my God, So yeah. they just do it with pig because it's like the closest thing to human flesh. I hope they ate it afterward, but they did a lot In of a like – a cajachina? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they had a cajachina on set on somewhere. Set, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they just do like a lot of hacking away at hams and stuff. Shout out to my buddy, Roberto Guerra. There you go. Uh, yeah, so there was that. There was a, uh, a a little bit of a branding consolidation of the... So we're back on cigars now? We're, we're still talking cigars. about pigs and blood still, Yeah, we're back on cigars. Okay. Uh, there was a bit of a consolidation of just some of the the naming convention and all that of, uh, of Aging Room. So yep. uh, you won't see things like... M55 and... Uh, or Boutique Blends. Or Boutique Blends, right, yeah. Which all got very confusing. So now it's what? It's uh, Maduro... Aging Room Cigars with, yeah, just like... Uh, yeah. With the general idea of that blend was. Right, yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's that. And then, what am I What am I missing? There was some other stuff that was... They gave away a car. They gave away a car. Some tobacconist somewhere is now driving an Alfa Romeo. Um, and, uh, but I'm... I don't remember whether there were any other. Oh major well, they did. They did. They rebranded the, the Onyx. Onyx. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, the rebrand looks pretty good. It looks sleek. Yeah, it looks like a I, like I told him on the spot. I thought it looked like a, a cologne brand. Mm. Yeah. Ooh uh, la la. Ooh. <laughs> oh, the Onyx. <laughs> I think they're gonna owe you something if they start marketing with ooh la la, Onyx. <laughs> For him. Um, all right, so yeah, that, that's uh, yeah. So that's what was going on at, uh, at Altadis Drew Estate, uh, celebrating also a milestone. So there were actually two major milestones in their in their area since they host. You know, they're also the home at the show of Hoya. Yep. Uh, so Liga Privada turns ten years old, and we got a chance to smoke the Liga. How about a horn? Aniversario. <laughs> I'm like, why are you looking at me like? <laughs> Hold on. All right, go ahead. Say that again, Nick. Say it. Liga Privada Aniversario. <laughs> Liga turns 10. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> um, I don't know what you guys thought of the cigar. It had been a while since my previous uh, uh, Liga, Liga 9. Straight up Liga 9, yeah. Uh, to me, it was like, definitely in that wheelhouse, and they'll tell you as much, uh, but maybe a little chocolatier to my taste. I I'm, I was with you on that. Yeah. Uh, we were smoking it together, and and I agree. I agree. It was a little bit more chocolate, maybe a little less uh, of that that pungent tobacco hit that it gives you, mm-hmm. which is by design. Yeah. So there was a little bit less of it. So I think the the edges were perhaps a little bit more smoothed out between. Uh, and I don't know how that uh, resonates. With Liga smokers, right? Because that is a cigar that just kills, right? People love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you love it, hey, ding. If you love it, uh, does the Aniversario version of it? Do you love it less because that's part of what you love or not? I personally, I liked the Aniversario better than, so it worked on me. Yeah. Whatever they were trying to do there worked perfectly on me. Yeah. Uh, and and I loved it. I I smoked it down to the nub. Yeah, same here. But I, I think Ivan, did you also get a chance to smoke it? Um, I got. I had a Connecticut version. Is that the H? It was a H ninety nine. Yeah, that is the Connecticut. Yeah, which again did not seem like your typical Connecticut, uh, but very, very. It's it, it's not it's not the Connecticut variety, but it is grown right. in Connecticut. It's not a Connecticut. Sh- no, because I'm thinking that people would be misled by this. Right. It's not a Connecticut shade. Sure, sure, sure. No, no, it, it was it, no at all. It was more of like a broadleaf type. Correct. Uh, I'm not yeah. even sure. I'll look it up, but I, I don't think it was broadleaf either. I think it's some other. No, but I mean, uh, you know, if you're thinking of a of a Connecticut, sure, you would yeah. Throw this on the side of yeah of uh, of a Connecticut broadleaf as opposed to a Connecticut shade. Okay. Right. It was dark, but it was dark reddish. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, I remember getting a lot of hints of pepper when I was I, smoking. But I, I didn't. I didn't smoke that one. I mean, I smoked it a long time ago when it was uh, in the blending process, but I didn't smoke the finished product. It is a Connecticut Corojo. There you go. That's what. It, that's exactly yeah. what it looks like. Reddish. Fact check. Right on the spot. Boom. Nice. So, so, how did you like that? 
Oh, that's the one I smoked. I, I did enjoy it. Again, I thought it was uh, different from uh, a lot of the stuff that they've put out. And um, yeah, very exciting. When I had it, and I also had had it with some of their uh, cocktails <laughs> that they were serving at the time. Sorry, I'm laughing because I was motioning for a lighter and I didn't. I even just threw me an empty cellophane. <laughs> Like, what am yeah, I can do you with pass that? me that empty cellophane? I don't know. I'll give you both. <laughs> I, got, of I got it. It's okay. He's <laughs> like, fuck it. Here, get this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I, uh, I haven't smoked out the finished product though, and I have it there. So I will get into that very soon. Uh, yeah, so that is a Corojo wrapper with uh, which they're very, as Drew Estate tends to be, they're very emphatic on that it is grown in the Connecticut River Valley. Yeah, not just, not just Connecticut. Uh, with a San Andres binder. So I haven't had a chance to smoke it, but I imagine that it had some of that that sweet San Andresness in there sure. somewhere. I like that, the sweet San Andresness. San and- making up That's why, you know. Fact checking and making up words. Making up that, words. That's a new t-shirt for you. Yeah. Hey, if you can have Cuban-esque, you can have San Andresness. Yes. So, you know. This fella had some San Andresness to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, uh, n- I know that this is thro- totally throwing yeah. off the rotation of the show, but uh, are you guys getting any any change here now that we're getting into the thicker part of this cigar? Because mine just opened up quite a bit, like on flavor. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so I'm getting more cinnamon. Yeah, I think I'm with aromas. You the, I'm before. with you on the on the leather, especially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it opened up significantly, so it it took a big jump. I want to compare this to, after we're finished with it, uh, I want to compare it to the, to the Churchill that we have there. Zach, it can't possibly make these transitions, right? So I think in sure. terms of picking which Vitola we were going to smoke for the show today, I think we picked the right one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why it's a dollar more. Word. Uh, another thing that we had a chance to smoke Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, which is the company started, what was that, two, three years ago? Or at least that was the launch of their first yeah, I think three. products uh, by Steve Saka. Uh, a lot of people will tell you when they're showing off whatever is new in their, uh, in their portfolio that it is the best thing they've ever made. Yeah. Steve's this was, not one of those guys, though. Steve's Normally. not one of those guys. This time he was saying that, and I, I think at least... Did you get a chance to smoke that? No, either? I didn't. So Eric and I smoked it, and, and we're on board with that, I think. Uh, if you uh, enjoy Sore Mesa... Um, Todos las Dias. Todos las Dias. Um, this Nacatamal. is... Nacatamal. Yeah, and, and these are all cigars that we, you know, that we enjoy. Uh, this was probably actually the best thing... Uh, that's come out of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Well, and, and uh, what he said about it, which I thought was, uh, well, by the way, I love the soda mesa as well. It just, sure. It's just on a, on a different level. But uh, but what he said, which I thought was, was interesting and I agree with, is that you don't typically get that combination of power and creaminess on a cigar that's not aged a few years. And And I agree. Like, for example, if you take a very strong cigar... That has very good flavors, uh, but is overly powerful, and you age that thing for three or four years, you have a chance that some creaminess will come through uh, now that the power has subsided with time. And so what he was trying to say is that with this particular cigar that he blended, uh, that power and creaminess are there right out of the gate without having to age it, which, uh, which I thought was was. Pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. I loved it. It, it. It's tough to know how much of it is just power of suggestion where, you know, you're being told things in the moment and maybe that plants a seed in your yeah, head. But of course I was totally on board when he mentioned chicory. Yeah, was that like, was your, yeah. you uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I got the smokiness of it. I don't know that I'd call it chicory exactly, but but yeah. Yeah, he said that and I was all in. I was thinking Café du Monde coffee and the whole thing. <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, very very interesting uh, that is flavors. A Dunbarton sin compromiso, so S I N compromiso. Compromiso. So the the label uh, looked like a uh, what do you call that star? It's not the oh, not the know. Celtic star. But anyway, it's got some Celtic looking yeah uh, iconology there on the yeah. on the band with no name. 
Well, it's got the cedar uh, uh, it, the, thing. Exactly. The, the name Sin Compromiso is on the cedar sleeve. Right. So, anyway, interesting options yeah. there. So, keep with. an eye out for that if, you're, if your neighborhood shop carries Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust products. Um, another one that we were impressed by, I think, uh, Eric, you, you posted for one of these two cigars that, you know, is it the best in the show, question mark? Actually posted on both. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so these were the two that, uh, that at least you and I tend to agree that these are definitely in the running uh, for, you know, best new releases of the show, uh, was my father's La Gran Oferta, which means uh, the great offer, I guess. Yeah. Or great offering. The great offering, I think, is the better uh, way to say it. So uh, La Gran Oferta... We were pretty much blown away by. Yeah. Uh, well, so I had a chance. I was fortunate enough to uh, to have dinner with uh, my father group, uh, my father clan. Uh, I had I had dinner with them at Morton's in their in their annual dinner, and uh, and that's when we walked in. That was the cigar they gave. So I thought that night I was blown away by it, but I was also drinking very good wine, having a tremendous steak at Morton's. That's how you do it. And so, yeah, immediately I thought, holy crap, this is a good cigar. And then following day, I went by their booth and wanted a sober one, <laughs> you know, that I could that I could smoke one uh, while sitting there on a couch with them and still just really, I mean, impressed by that cigar. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, that is... Uh, you haven't, you've not had it yet. No, but, but I'm a fanboy. I love all their stuff. I can't wait to get a... I didn't get know one you that's were my not, father fanboy. Yeah. Cool. Um, I was looking at yours, but was yours wet there? Yeah, his, to, uh, his looked to... more like a My Father Sponge. It's a new line of sponges <laughs> yeah. that they're coming out with. <laughs> well, but no, I, I don't know if... Uh, this was soaked. I, 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 I think that what's soaked is the, that... Uh, was that an anniversary? 15th anniversary. The yeah. 15th anniversary. Yeah, because I smoked damn my Gran Oferta. Yeah, so I'm hoping this dry boxing situation does, uh, does something here. I may just leave them on the dashboard of my car for a while or something. That'll work. Yeah. Glove box, though. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so that was, uh, what was new, uh, and also 15th, which you, sm- I, I didn't smoke that. You smoked that when I was with you at their booth, right? No, what they gave me was, uh, something that won't be released till October. Oh, look at you. <sighs> wow. No, but they gave me permission to post a picture of it though. Oh, okay. So do we know? Yeah, and that was the limited edition, that annual limited edition. Okay. Uh, that, uh. So how was that? Are we breaking... Just like the first review, the first informal review of, it's it's tough to review one of those cigars, right? They yeah. are the power is there, but it, you don't feel it till you're about three quarters of the way through, and you go, "Oh, baby, I ain't getting up from here. <laughs> Can you give me some water?" So no, the the power was there, the flavor it was, uh, it was everything that cigar is supposed to be. Sure, and you know, I smoked last year's. Uh, limited edition as well and i can tell you i thought this one was markedly better yeah and last year's was awesome it's always kind of fun smoking with hymen being because uh, they're they're talking to you about other stuff but you can tell that they're like engaged and watching your the face whole time and your they're watching you yeah they're yeah, watching yeah. your hand they're watching your cigar they're watching your face they're watching yeah. how you cut it uh but but while talking about uh, you know, the like in this year, we were talking about the World Cup, and while talking about the World Cup, you can tell that they're uh, they're really anxious to see how you feel about that cigar. Right, right. So, nah, it's always good. And you know, we go we go way back. That old man and I, mm-hmm. you know, from the early early days of Cigar Snob, he was one of our early customers. So this was when they had their little factory at uh, in Little Havana, on Southwest Eighth Street. So, so yeah, it's always always fun to. Uh, to talk shop with that old guy. If you're a subscriber or you're at a store that has a that kind of keeps their cigar snobs for yep. a while, if they still have the 10th anniversary cigar snob issue, we reran an yep, early yep. editorial about them from back then. So if you know people are listening to this and you're at the shop and uh, you want to ask whether they keep those magazines around somewhere, yeah, it's a black cover with a gold 10 on it. Right. No, no lady on that cover. Yeah. Only only cover uh, after issue two to not have a lady. <laughs> Little factoid there. Yeah. Speaking of those earliest issues, we'll jump ahead on our list here, but that's a good segue into Camacho Coyolar. Uh, well done, Nicholas. Mm-hmm. See what I did? Yeah, I, I didn't even know that was coming. this, baby. 
so Camacho Coyolar, which um, had stopped production when? Was that like 20... Oof. It was like in the early 2010s, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2012 or 13, maybe. Been a um, while. And they've brought it back. So why don't you guys tell the people the story of... I think there's a good little segue. We can start with the whole cover. Yeah. How so, that ended up there and then what's it, what it was like now that we saw it come back into our world. So sadly, I can't give you a comparison of how it smoked because while I did get it, uh, at the show, this this latest version of the Camacho Coyolar, but I didn't I didn't get to smoke it. Uh, that was obviously at the Davidoff booth, and I was smoking the Davidoff 50th anniversary. So, but the Camacho Coyolar has the uh, distinction of being one of three cigars on the first ever cover of Cigar Snob magazine, and uh, it was actually the a Perfecto. It was the uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, and so, yeah, it was one of those things we were trying to figure out what the hell do we do on our first cover, and we didn't know anything about making magazines at all. And uh, so we took a snifter, and uh, you remember this, Ivan? I wasn't there for this one. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, threw a couple cigars in that nice. <laughs> in that snifter. And... Why not take that extra step to make your favorite pictures pop with class and have top of the line no joke elegance? Take a look at this. Your favorite cat. In a brandy snifter. <laughs> Senior prom. In a brandy snifter. An old car you liked a lot. In a brandy snifter. Somebody famous. In a brandy snifter. A black baby. In a brandy snifter. And my personal favorite, a brandy snifter inside a brandy snifter. Kind of hard to wrap your brain around this one, huh? Shot it with a cell phone. No, I'm kidding. There, cell phones did not have cameras at that point. But, uh, but yeah, that was our first cover. So Camacho Coyolar was, uh, was on our first cover. And, and now it's back again. So that has a little, a little Full place circle. in my heart there. Yeah, cool. Um, you mentioned Davidoff 50th anniversary. You did smoke that. Yeah. How'd that go? That's that, okay, so now that uh, is an excellent cigar in such a different way yeah. than the My Father Gran Oferta or Sin Compromiso Saca. Any of these other things, it's it's all about smooth, complex flavors. Uh, also, all about how it hits you on the palate and how well balanced that attack is. Right. So I remember it having a little bit of strength when I smoked it. It does. It does. But but not. No, no. Not of course any, not. I'm just saying a little yeah, bit of a it, departure from like their normal lineup. Yeah. So excellent smoke. Yeah. Uh, by all means, if you. Are at a retailer that carries uh, Davidoff as an appointed merchant. Get one of these Davidoff fiftieth uh, anniversary diademas. Feels like a lot of fifty anniversary stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people turning fifty. A lot of people turning fifty. Here I am at forty three. What the hell's going on? We're almost there. <laughs> finally, uh, finally, in terms of new product that we will be uh, mentioning here was. La Flor de Inclán in Lancero. So this is a, an existing brand from Villiger. Uh, but we had a chance to try their new Lancero format. Uh, I know Ivan and I were talking about it before. Impressed by, by that, I think, you know, I, I, I've liked La Flor de Inclán, but this was my favorite uh, expression of, of that, no? Yeah, especially since I'm such a fan of, I am a big fan of El Lancero. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big fan of Lancero. Uh, you know, uh, yes, and uh, I didn't get to smoke it. I was given uh, something else to try. So, uh, which is about is like upcoming release. So I was smoking yeah. that uh, before. So I didn't get to smoke the Lancero. I have it there, but I haven't smoked it. So what about it? Again, it's a it's a a, a new take on a on a great cigar up to this point. So for me, it was great. It was uh, very well balanced. Yeah. Uh, it um, and I think presented very well. Like I, I it, it just was uh, the construction was great. It was a very attractive looking cigar. Uh, you know, I think it, and and I also think you know, considering that, uh, especially in the uh, Rene Castañeda era, uh, you know, part of the mission at Villiger has been to establish themselves in people's minds as a as a you know, premium luxury brand of sure. cigar. Uh, and I think a Lancero that's done well goes a long way in that, no? Yeah. 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 It's uh, 
a little bit more expensive to make from what I hear. Well, yeah, of course, right? Only your your better rollers uh, can make a Lancero because you have to, and, and not only that, but it's also challenging to blend because you're trying to maintain that flavor profile of that blend, but you're doing it in a lot fewer tobacco leaves, right? Because you right. can't fit that many. You can't fit the same number of leaves you fit, to, fit in a 50 ring gauge into a 38 or 40. I think right? they were able to do that yeah. from what I remember. So that I mean so that's what makes it harder, right? Is yeah. is uh and then the the rolling of it without making it tight is always very difficult. Yeah. And not only that, but the wrapper accounts for more of the mass by percentage, so pound for pound it's the most expensive Vitola you can make. Sure. Uh because wrapper is generally the most expensive tobacco you can buy. So uh but yeah, we were both very impressed by that. Uh Hey, hey one other, you know we didn't in terms of like new releases, we didn't talk about anything from general and I think of right. all of the companies, uh, or Rocky, by the way, but of all of the companies, General had uh, had the most new releases yeah. that I could tell. There was a lot of stuff there, and and General uh, was uh, heavy, heavy on collaborations with AJ Fernandez. Uh, so they've got Punch Diablo, which AJ makes, and that is a very dark, sort of imposing-looking yeah. cigar. It looked like a Diablo. Yeah. Uh, they've got the um, the diesel cigar that is uh, uh, finished in uh, rabbit hole bourbon casks, right? That's the that's the deal there. I totally dig that, and we got to taste uh, the bourbon as well. Yeah. So AJ and I think the story they were telling there was that AJ, you know, was offered a little bit of resistance, but fell in love with it once he started. Now he's like begging them for more casks. Yeah. To uh, to finish tobaccos in. So uh, who knows whether we'll be you know seeing more of that from AJ now that he's uh, now that he's into it. Well, and, you know, one thing that we talked about with uh, Justin, who's the brand manager for that, uh, and brand ambassador, is uh, we talked about them getting us a bottle of this uh, rabbit hole whiskey. Right. And and doing a pairing with the diesel whiskey row. Right. So I th- I would say look out for that because uh, they, they were all about it. And then also there was uh, some new stuff out of CAO, but we're not going to go into detail here because we just did an episode with Rick Rodriguez from CAO. This is true. Uh, so if you want to dive super deep into CAO, CAO land, into CAO land, uh, that is episode. Yeah. So if you want to dive deeper into the CAO thing, uh, scroll back, listen to episode forty of this podcast. And that is an interview with Rick Rodriguez, who is the blender and ambassador at CAO. He gets into some of the history of how he got into that, but also all of the new stuff that they were going to have and, and be launching uh, in the summer and at the show. So, uh, people we met. Whoa. <clears throat> oh, uh, sorry. Hamlet, man. Hamlet <clears throat> had the Rocky Patel Hamlet uh, Libertad. Right, yeah. Which is a shaggy foot <clears throat> uh, torpedo looking thing. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. You know, Ivan very, and I got very to try different. that. Yeah. yeah, Ivan and I got to try the original blend of that. Uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to smoking it here in the office as opposed to on the show floor where, where sometimes nuances are hard to pick up. Right. So, so that's something else that uh, that I'd like to get into. Yeah, so, so there were also some uh, non... Well, I mean, I guess at least one of them is now a cigar personality. Uh, but there were some celebrities on the show floor. Uh, star stu- star studded uh, field we had. Yeah. Uh, most notably, Carl the Mailman Malone, who had a booth. He had his own booth. Or as my sister, who uh, who is not a sports <laughs> fan, uh, when she first got the invite, she said, "Are you going to this Maloney thing?" <laughs> Carl the Mailman Maloney sandwich was uh, was. In the house, uh, and looking like he was having a good time. He was, he was. He was like roaming the show floor, trying cigars, introducing himself to people. So uh, he's got a new cigar called Barrel Aged by Carl Malone, and that is made by La Aurora. The blend, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is based on their original uh, barrel aged blend, right? Yep, yep. So uh, that was something that I think, um, Ivan, have you had a chance to smoke that? No, I haven't. So I'd be interested when when you do get a chance. But it, it, it was something that, uh, you know, was was interesting because when you see a booth that has like a non-cigar guy's name plastered all over it and the boxes have sort of a basketball design, you sort of might write it off. It's like, oh, this is going to be a gimmicky thing they're just selling because it's got this guy's name on, on the box. But I did see some Aurora branding 
over at the booth, which, you know, it gives it a little bit more credibility, right, of course. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, it was a solid, like, serious cigar. It was uh, very well-balanced. Um, so, yeah, and, and he was very into it, too. He was he was having a good time, but he was also really enjoying talking also, about tobacco. Yeah, his daughter, KD, right. uh, was in there, who, yeah. uh, who runs Legends uh, Cigar and Vape, I think it's called. Yeah, they're in Ruston, Louisiana. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's funny to have a, you know, a non-cigar industry person or or outsider, if you will, come into this business, but immediately fit in because it's a family business. Right. So it's like him and his daughter and his wife was at the booth. So it felt like we were at uh, like like any old cigar company. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Kind of felt like Cigar Snob when we first started. Uh, So... They were there. Guess who else was there? Episode sponsor, El Galang Cigars. Felix Mesa is the owner of El Galang. They make El Galang Reserva Especial. All four of these sizes are box-pressed. The 5 by 52 Airosos, the 5 and 3 quarters by 54 Apuestos, the 6 by 52 Gallardos, which is a torpedo, the 6 by 60 Obesos. All of these are 100% Nicaraguan cigars with Jalapa, Oscuro wrappers, available in stores nationwide. You can find them online at elgalangcigars.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at elgalangcigars. That's E-L- wait, 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 you're talking about El Galang Cigars? I'm talking about El Galang Cigars. E-L-G-A-L-A-N cigars.com. There you go. I like that. We gotta like. I'm gonna save that audio and just put it like ten times. So, uh, we saw some other stuff that well, so was not cigars. Sorry, what? norovirus? No, uh, we did. We did. We saw a little bit of norovirus. Uh, I was referring to a cutter, but we can start with norovirus. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was joking. I was just getting ahead. Just being uh, smart ass. So. Uh, Zycar, which uh, had been acquired by uh, quality importers, uh, in this particular instance, they were presenting separately. I believe they're going to change that moving forward. Yep. Um, but uh, Zycar had some pretty interesting stuff happening, um, starting with uh, a the thing, most interesting thing. The most interesting thing, which is uh, one of their what is the I always blank on the name of this model, but it's like their most popular the XI the XI cutter. Yeah, teardrop um, or however you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, so they're looking at uh, making customized um, uh, XI cutters and, and a bunch of other products more accessible. Yeah, and with a very quick turnaround. And uh, as a means of illustrating that quick turnaround, when we arrived, we were presented with some cigar snob XI cutters that we were not expecting. Yeah, using like the current cover, which yeah. they could have only gotten uh, you know, a couple days earlier. Right. So that was, I was super impressed by it, and yeah. I love it, and I've been using it to cut cigars ever since. Yeah, so that's so pretty that cool. crap worked on me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, you know, from a technological standpoint, the most interesting thing was something that they were saying was not entirely ready for prime time. Yep. Uh, or that at least, you know, we, they, they anticipate will evolve in, uh, in, in the future. Uh, and that is their electronic lighter. So we mentioned this on the last episode of the podcast in the news section. Uh, but while we were there, we actually got to see it firsthand. Uh, and it is a very interesting idea. Yeah, uh, the concept of it. And, and it does work, but there are some kinks to work out, I think. Uh, so, for example, it gets really hot. Uh, like, you'd have to let it sit for a while before you put it back in your pocket. Yeah, and by a while, I mean, like, you know, like a, maybe a minute. You got to let right. it sit. But you can't be, like, on the go, actually light a cigar, and then, like, stick it in your pants. However, okay. on the on the, on the the positives... Business opportunity for some insulation for it? No, they, they, they know that they yeah, need yeah. it. Uh, this is semi-prototype right. stuff. But uh, on the flip side, the cool part about it is that you can travel with the thing. Because it's right. just a battery pack. Yeah, so the, the lithium battery power uh, heats up, sends electricity to these coils. And then I think uh, the TSA only requires that you have the coils and the battery separate. So it can't be, like, ready to go, but you just unscrew the top off of it, put that in a, I guess, in a separate baggie or a separate part of your luggage or something, and you can fly with you it, no use, problem. You use baggies? I don't use baggies. There, but there was a time when How I did baggy pants? It depends on what I've been eating in Vegas. 
Boxes or briefs? <laughs> Boxes. Uh, <laughs> there are, yeah, there there are times when, when I'm told the dinner plan and I decide it's baggy pants night. It's baggy pants day. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, um, so, but that was very cool to see. And, uh, you know, I, I, I did say, you know, I was saying, like, I would totally burning your that, leg. Like, the only thing standing. Yeah, you know, it depends hot. on the pocket and how baggy my pants are. You there never, you if go. the pants are baggy enough, you don't know where that thing's going to swing in your pants. <laughs> uh, so you got to be careful. But uh, work up. <laughs> I sold separately. No, but but seriously, uh, pretty exciting that yeah. uh, you know in the in a in a business so traditional of wood, uh, just steeped in tradition and and uh, old methods. Right to have to have a company you know pushing the envelope of what you can do, I think is uh, is extremely exciting and good for the business. It's created a bunch of buzz too. I heard a lot of people talking about yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's great. The concept of it is great. And we had a little bit of a technical difficulty there, so we have recovered. We're back. We were just talking about that Zycar electric lighter, uh, and we had segued before we realized. Uh, that I had uh, neglected to format this SD card to another kind of fire, which was the smoke from a little electrical uh, hazard at the show that made it possible for people to uh, come in a little late and catch the World Cup final. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Yeah, the roof shot water out of it, out of the sprinklers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wet. That's that's what the rough draft of that song sounded like. Yes. Yeah, so the sprinklers uh, soaked uh, a section of the of the show floor, making them postpone the opening. Right, which then allowed us to watch the World yeah. Cup final. Yeah. And no cigars were harmed. No cigars were harmed. Yeah, yeah. Most importantly. Yeah. Right. Just so, uh, now, God, you know, you you nailed it. Like there was one person that had like this revolutionary new cardboard booth. Oh yeah, Remember? yeah. Well, everybody was talking about, it. wow, what a great wow, idea, yeah, yeah. portable light. Great idea until something like this happens, right? <laughs> so I wonder if that one was affected. But anyway. You know what was harmed? A bunch of Croats' feelings. Yes, yes. So Poor Croatians. Let's uh, do our quick World Cup recap here. What were your thoughts on the game as the uh, as the two soccer fans in the room? Uh, I thought it was fun. It was a fun final. I mean, it was unfortunate that uh, the first goal was really this you know, dive by Griezmann. Yeah, um, and then the other one was on the PK f- on the handball. Yeah, but I, I think th- I thought that one could go fifty-fifty. But either way, the the better team won in the end. I thought France was the better team, but uh, Croatia, man, hell of an effort, right? Tiny yeah. country. I, I wanted another extra time for them, even though they had gone like three in a row. I know you kept saying when it was like uh, every time I was there, here. Watch, they're gonna get this the thing equalizer, right, and, and, and then France boom, would score France are just nailing another one. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, France was impressive. That kid Mbappe was just a joy to watch. Uh, Mbappe, Mbappe, Mbappe. Uh, yeah, that kid's a beast. He's gonna. That kid's gonna make so much money. My God, he's 19 years old. And uh, God bless him. What, what is the high? He's probably end of, getting signed by Real Madrid as we speak. What does the high end of like European soccer salaries look like? In a, excess a, of American football salaries. Yeah. Yeah. One billion dollars. Not only that, but the interesting thing God, is. <laughs> The well, uh, well, Ronaldo got uh, traded while we were over there. Not, not traded. Sorry, I'm. Yeah, I'm I know because like they work differently. But I know they work differently. I mean, it essentially is a trade, uh-huh. except it's a trade for money. 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 Uh, yeah, the European clubs. Uh, what they do is they they pay a transfer fee, so That's they don't trade. Called? They typically don't trade the rights of a player. They sell the rights of a player. Okay. So Ronaldo got transferred. Yeah. Sounds great. To Juventus, sold. he was sold. He was sold. sold. Yeah, yeah. That is, that Pretty is basically it. it. The cool. rights to sign him were sold. Like a it's cheap box of dog rockets. Yeah. <laughs> like a would... cheap box of insert your least favorite cigar here. Right, right, right. Um, I wonder how many people are out there googling dog rocket. Yeah. Oh. You know what? You know what they'll run huh? across? They'll run across a piece by Steve Saka. An article. An article. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he says that he's the first to mention like dog rocket. I read something. He takes like credit that. for it. Yeah, yeah, he does. Okay. So, well, congratulations, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you got mentioned on our podcast <laughs> twice. Yeah, goes, yeah, two double mention. Double mention. Double mention all the way across the sky. <laughs> you don't know where I was going with that. Oh yeah. So, um, rounding out our uh, our Vegas talk. Yes. Uh, 
Let's talk about what we ate and drank. Wait, wait, wait. What Whoa. about the Mombacho? That's right. Caldwell feud. Mombacho Caldwell. Where uh, the uh, the Mombacho guys stickered the Caldwell booth. I didn't think they had that in them. I know, but but here's I, the f- like, it wasn't a, a big deal. Like they didn't like cover it in stickers, right? Right. I think they put like one or two stickers on the Caldwell booth. The Caldwell guys then proceeded to take those stickers or sticker. And uh, and put it in the bathroom of the convention center, which then, when the cleaning crew of the convention center came through, which was probably once every four days, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was disgusting. But they uh, they wanted to fine the Mombacho guys for putting stickers in the bathroom, uh, which I, that whole thing That's was great. great. Yeah. And uh, and then also uh, Caldwell, his crew, uh, toilet papered Mombacho's booth, so. This has been a feud that's been ongoing for different trade shows, like Inter uh, Tobacco in, in Dortmund, Germany, and stuff like that. But I don't know how it's been in other ones. But this one, I think Caldwell won. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll keep track of this and let you know how it uh, continues. All right. So stay tuned for all that. Um, let's. You want to skip the what we ate and drank? Because we're listen. Tao was awesome. Morton's was awesome. What about you guys? What did you like? Breakfast at the Encore was spectacular. With tasting more, it's Encore. Does anybody remember that commercial? Yeah. Yeah. Every time I hear Encore, I think of that commercial. What do they sell? It was like um, uh, TV dinners. Get it? Marketing didn't work. <laughs> no, I think On it was... Uh, when... Two out of three, and Nick yeah, is quite yeah, young, yeah, yeah. have heard of, it. Yeah, the, the fact that you, does, you know... All right. So, it's Encore. Uh, yeah, I, I would go Tao. Also because I don't think I'd eaten there before. We'd been there for other events, but I hadn't actually sat down for dinner at Tao. That was excellent. With, so. uh, with Dylan and, and the guys from, uh, from You Are New York, uh, Mike Baca and Fernando. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn good time, man. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed how we were able to trust our server that night on what to eat. And he delivered. And he delivered. He Jeffrey, was... I think was his name? Yep. Oh, Jeffrey the Jayhawk. Jeffrey the Jayhawk, that's right. Yep. So... Man, skinny Jeffrey, he came through. Yeah, like he let he just managed the uh, the order. He saw that we were trying to like figure out what do you guys want, uh, 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 and he goes, "Hey, do you guys would you trust me to just order and and uh, and do it for you to make sure everybody gets a little bit of everything?" And man, he nailed it. He boomed us. Nailed it, nailed it. I uh, loved it. My brother Chuck was there too. That was awesome. All right. So for the last time, let's come back to this Hoya Cinco. Hoya. Cinco décadas. Uh, how's that going for y'all? So now I'm at like exactly 50%. And uh, everything is kind of the same flavors are there for mm-hmm. me. Uh, but everything has just toned down a bit in intensity. Just a bit. And, and it's welcome too because it, it can be over uh, overbearing when it's so much uh, you know, pepper and earth and, and cinnamon. Now it's it's just smooth, and I'm sure as I go back down right. past the fifty percent mark, it will then crank up again. Right. So, uh, really well done in that respect. Yeah, those transitions are are nice. It keeps you kind of you know conscious of what's going on with the cigar, but it's not this like roller coaster of yeah no yeah. So yeah, man, really uh, really good. I I have to say, I was a huge huge fan of the forty fifth. Mm-hmm. I still have a few left, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke these side by side to see which one I like best. But I have a feeling that as much as I like this, that original limited yeah. edition 45th was just it was a killer for me. Right? Yeah, the original uh, Cuatro Cinco. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get into our uh, our next break here, I'm just gonna do a quick mention here, a little shout out for. Uh, Phil Seagal. So he's the owner of Havana Phil's in Greensboro. Uh, and unfortunately, we got word uh, that was this morning, right? That yeah, we, we I, I found that. out this morning. Yeah, that uh, that Phil had passed. Uh, we, uh, Eric and I, met Phil on the Davidoff Viaje al Origen trip. In yeah, the... I mean, well, met earlier in previous uh, okay. trade shows. Okay. But that was just meeting, hey, how are you, ma'am? And that was it. But here right. we spent some time with him, you know, and with him and his son. Yeah. And uh, he was entertaining as as anyone on that trip, right? And we had oh, a yeah. group of characters. Yeah. Uh, so it's a 
you know, I mean, listen, uh, when anyone passes, right, it's incredibly sad. But this guy was such a larger-than-life kind of uh, figure. Uh, Phil, I don't think Phil ever walked into a room and uh, and went unnoticed. Right. Right? I think that was one of the, the fun things about being around him is that as soon as Phil got there, you knew it. I mean, it was it was Phil time. So... <laughs> And the shoes, always, always with the, you know, the Nike Air Jordans. Yeah, I remember on that trip, by about the third day, I was thinking, like, did this guy bring, like, three suitcases just for shoes? Just shoes, yeah, because every day of the trip was a th- Not even every day. Like, the morning of day one, pair of shoe A. Morning of day, uh, night of day one, you know, shoe B. And they were all big, bulky basketball shoes, like the yeah, new LeBrons yeah. and three different color combinations and... Yeah, and then the the Dupont bag always making an appearance. So, yeah, Phil was uh, was he carrying candy around? He was carrying candy around, so he would hand out. Yeah, we didn't tell you about this, Ivan. So during this trip, he kept everyone like sweet, everyone's sweet tooth satiated, like the whole time. Like you would be walking around a tobacco field with uh, at Davidoff, and he'd be like, "You want some candy?" Is it a particular <laughs> type of candy? He had all kinds. All yeah. kinds. It's Halloween yeah, and not Halloween not, in the DR. Yeah, it was awesome. So. Uh, it. I just I can't help but think of of his son and his daughter, and obviously yep. his wife, his whole family. But uh, but that's sad. Uh, you know, he created a uh, what many I've never been I've never been to his store personally, but what many consider a destination uh, lounge, and it is a Davidoff appointed merchant. So yeah, man, Phil uh, Phil will be missed. By the way, if you're in Greensboro, you know, swing by, buy a cigar. Uh, yep. I'm sure. Uh, the the family has not only big you know shoes to fill in terms of representing the store, but you know he was an industry veteran who clearly had done a very good job of it, given that he was a Davidoff appointed merchant. Yeah. So best of of luck to them, not only in you know doing all of the uh, the things that one has to do when when there's a loss like that in the family, but you know he also leaves uh, a very successful business that that hopefully you know you'd like to to see that continue and and for that to be you know his his legacy because. There's always a community there that will be able to credit him for giving them that space, yeah, you know. So, yeah. um, all right. So we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with uh, our recommendations. Villager Cigars, celebrating 130 years in tobacco, unveils its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villager La Vencedora. The Villager La Vencedora is the follow-up cigar to the highly acclaimed Villager La Flor de Inclán and Villager Sandoro Colorado. This Nicaraguan puro, wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano puro wrapper, boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villager La Vencedora, which translates to the victor, emits a billowing aromatic smoke throughout the smoking experience. The Villager La Vencedora, a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. So we're ending this episode, as we always do, with our parting recommendations. This is where we let you know some things that we think you should eat, smoke, drink, watch, read. Ivan, what do you got? So I didn't buy many things this week since we were in Vegas. Um, However, I did buy a drink on our flight over there. Uh, We were on a United flight. Uh, United has a partnership with uh, the Buffalo Trace Distillery, which we just paired a uh, old-fashioned in our last issue with Buffalo Trace. Now they're making vodka uh, out of that distillery. Uh, oh wow! I didn't know this. Yeah, very interesting. So uh, why didn't you? Uh, it was the why only... didn't you like reach over and go, "Hey, bud, you want one of these too?" You got those earphones on going. It's it's hard to interrupt you when okay. you're yeah, whatever. It's hard. You're you're like zoned in. But anyways, I was watching a movie. I was watching uh, one of Nick's recommendations, Game Night. Oh, must have been great. How was it, by the way? It was funny. It was yeah. good. Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, I don't know if I would have gone as far as to recommend it. Okay. But it was it was uh, on the podcast because I, right. I think these podcast recommendations are sacred. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. It was good. It was fun. So this vodka is worth recommending. So I'd check it out. Uh, I think they're available at Total Wine. Uh, what is it called? Wheatley Vodka. Wheatley Wodka. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know what else was nice with it? I had it with cranberry apple uh, juice, which I've usually just gone straight cranberry. I asked for cranberry. They gave me cran apple. 
nice touch. It's a good change of pace there. It's very South I'd, Beach of you. I'd check it out. Very South Beachy. A little a cranberry sa- vodka, cranapple mm. vodka. I don't want to go. I don't want to talk uh, flight <laughs> stories. Okay. If we're talking South Beach, but. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Nick, what do you got? So, in the lead up to the trip, I decided that I should be at least a little bit responsible with the uh, the time in Vegas, but I did not want to do the whole, like, gym at a hotel, which I hear was maybe a mistake because the gym apparently was pretty it awesome. Like it was pretty awesome. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I just didn't want to deal with, like, waiting for machines and, and weights and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I spent some money, uh, and by some I mean very little, on an Amazon Basics brand resistance band. So it's like a giant rubber band. A.K.A. timing belt. Yes, a.k.a. timing <laughs> belt for a very, very large person's car. Uh, and it sort of uh, mimics the resistance of, depending on how much you've stretched it out, 30 to 60 pounds. Uh, so although maybe I had a better option elsewhere in the hotel, I will say that this turned out pretty well. Uh, and I would recommend that anybody who wants to do any kind of exercise in the morning or before going to bed or whatever in a hotel room get their hands on this thing. You also um, uh, did not eat breakfast with us any day. You brought like a, like yeah. a That's nutritious right. hey, bar. So how did the – Sometimes skipped lunch too. How did the weight yeah. Uh, yeah, well, go? How did, how did, how did, did all of this work? Plus or minus after I, the I, week? I came up plus but uh-huh. only like a pound and a half or so. But I came up even. And I did all the fun drinking and eating and breakfasting. Yeah, but when I was eating, I was eating more than you. And you don't ah, you and see. you don't eat dairy. This is true. Yeah. Uh, and most bread because of the dairy stuff, right? In other words, when I was eating, it was total no holds barred, free for all. Yeah. But that was once a day as opposed to doing that breakfast, lunch, dinner. At which point I would have put on more. Plus, I so think Do we have any figures on last year? Did you like Totally explode last year. Yes, for oh sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no good. So then that worked. Being so cautious. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I was totally anticipating. You ballooned. Yeah. yeah. No, I I was correcting for previous years' uh, mistakes. So, um, yeah. When you're out eating in Vegas, it's like you you're not gonna be the salad guy when you're with a bunch of people who are you, negative but, Nancy. But you yeah. did it. You did it. I saw you. I did what? You did at a the salad. airport. You no, know, at the airport. airport. At but the that, airport, that was which was yeah, a mistake. That's... uh but anyway yeah these resistance bands were good uh you can do almost anything that you do with free weights uh so check that out uh especially if you're doing like an airbnb or something like that where you're not going to have the gym option uh so yeah i want to say it was like 12 bucks for that resistance band eric so uh well i so it's kind of like uh we're all talking about things that happened you know, in and around the trade show, right? So one of the things that, that happens at our booth is that we we don't pay extra for electricity. So this causes a problem when your cell phones are being used to do live video and things of that nature. You run out of battery. So, uh, but I was never out of battery. I had uh, I'd bought a RAV Power, R-A-V Power, uh, 20,100 oh, portable wow. charger. Sounds awesome. Uh, dude, the thing can charge an iPhone like four and a half times, which is pretty awesome. You can also charge a tremendous amount of other things, and it has a quick charge. So you plug in a dead iPhone, and like in less than an hour, you're ready to go. Did you take that thing back to your room the night of the fire, or did you leave it on the floor? I, I left that at AJ's booth, <laughs> which is what set up. The- no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I always carried it, man. That thing was that. What a lifesaver that How is! How big is that thing? It sounds like a generator. I know it does, but it's not. It's like uh, it's almost like a four by six, like a like an old photograph, which we don't see nowadays. Uh huh. Is that thing turbocharged? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it is. So uh, yeah, man, that thing was incredibly useful. Uh, now I've had it. You know, I, I bought it well before the show to me to be sure that the, that the thing worked and uh, and it's been great. Highly recommend it. It was like uh, 50 bucks. Nice. So Rav Power Charger. Yeah, I got it on Amazon. Awesome. All right. With that, I think we've uh, we've exhausted the cigar talk for the day. That was a long one. That was a lot. That was a lot of cigar talk, which we don't normally do. But I right. think uh, I'd love to hear from, from the peoples 
whether they like uh, they like where this went, they uh, they they prefer to go with the previous format, which is the format we'll be going back to next yeah. week. Well, we got a, gr- a a lot of good response at the show. Oh, from this the is podcast, true. This is true. You know? A we lot didn't of talk people. about them. Yep. So a lot of peeps. Yeah, yeah, digging and, the uh, the podcast. And we should probably note that even though you're there for three days, there's so much. So there there are probably things that we didn't mention. Maybe there are cigars that we brought back that we don't know are going to blow our minds. This is true. Uh, so you should not take this as like a uh, you know a who's who or a, a top whatever of the show. It's just kind of you know luck of the draw coincidence what we actually ended up lighting at the show. But I'm sure we missed all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and then uh, also you know I have a tendency to go back and and smoke things that I love when yeah. I'm on the show floor just because I'm with the person that makes it and. Uh, and I love that particular cigar. Like, for example, I, you know, just about every day I smoke an Oliva V. Melania with Jose. Right. Uh, Jose Oliva. And, uh, and I smoke a uh, Don Carlos with Liana or with Carlito Fuente. Because mm-hmm. that's just, those are cigars that I love. And, and when you're trying all these different things, these companies don't release different things all that much. Right. So, so you always go back and smoke something that you love with them. So, anyway, uh, that's it, man. That's it for Cigar Talk. Cool. All right. Until next time, we are the Cigar Snob people. You can follow <laughs> us uh, on social media. Just look for at Cigar Snob Mag and find other episodes of the podcast at CigarSnobMag.com slash podcast. Thanks. Later. Till next time.